Dear Father, thank you for giving us your word that allows your spirit to speak to our spirit. May we truly listen. In your name I pray. Amen. Okay, here we are, day 12, and we're going to follow um, the twins, Jacob and Esau, for a while. Okay, so we'll start with some insight. In several respects, the differences and difficulties between Jacob and Esau are not unlike those between Cain and Abel centuries earlier. Like their predecessors, Jacob and Esau are of different occupations, temperament, and moral character. Esau, like Cain, appears to be the rebellious sort, as may be demonstrated by his marriages to two women from among the local heathen population. Yet Jacob himself is not without fault. Prompted by his doting mother's scheming, Jacob conspires with Rebekah to deceive Isaac, who in his old age wishes to bestow a special blessing upon his own favorite son, Esau. With the birthright already his, Jacob would have received the greater part of Isaac's inheritance in any event. But despite this fact, he consents to perpetrate the fraud. A long period of exile in future years may well be the consequent penalty for this sin against his father. Rebekah's own involvement evidently stems from dissension with Esau's two wives, whose Canaanite background undoubtedly clashes with her own. And into scripture. Uh, we're in Genesis 26 and 27. When Esau was 40 years old, he married Judith, daughter of Biari the Hittite, and also Basamath, daughter of Elon the Hittite. They were a source of grief to Isaac and Rebekah. When Isaac was old and his eyes were so weak that he could no longer see, he called for Esau, his older son, and said to him, My son, here I am, he answered. Isaac said, I am now an old man and don't know the day of my death. Now then, get your weapons, your quiver and bow, and go out to the open country to hunt some wild game for me. Prepare me the kind of tasty food I like and bring it to me to eat so that I may give you my blessing before I die. Now, Rebekah was listening as Isaac spoke to his son Esau. When Esau left for the open country to hunt game and bring it back, Rebekah said to her son Jacob, Look, I overheard your father say to your brother Esau, Bring me some game and prepare me some tasty food to eat so that I may give you my blessing in the presence of the Lord before I die. Now, my son, listen carefully and do what I tell you. Go out to the flock and bring me two choice young goats so I can prepare some tasty food for your father just the way he likes it. Then take it to your father to eat so that he may give you his blessing before he dies. Jacob said to Rebekah, his mother, But my brother Esau is a hairy man, and I'm a man with smooth skin. What if my father touches me? I would appear to be tricking him and would bring down a curse on myself rather than a blessing. His mother said to him, My son, let the curse fall on me. Just do what I say. Go and get them for me. So he went and got them and brought them to his mother, and she prepared some tasty food, just the way his father liked it. 
Then Rebekah took the best clothes of Esau, her older son, which she had in the house, and put them on her younger son, Jacob. She also covered his hands and the smooth part of his neck with the goat skins. Then she handed to her son, Jacob, the tasty food and the bread she had made. He went to his father and said, My father. Yes, my son, he answered. Who is it? Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. I have done as you told me. Please sit up and eat some of my game so that you may give me your blessing. Isaac asked his son, How did you find it? There's <laughs> the cat. Sorry. Isaac asked his son, How did you find it so quickly, my son? The Lord your God gave me success, he replied. Then Isaac said to Jacob, Come near so I can touch you, my son, to know whether you really are my son Esau or not. Jacob went close to his father, Isaac, who touched him and said, The voice is the voice of Jacob, but the hands are the hands of Esau. He did not recognize him, for his hands were hairy like those of his brother Esau. So he blessed him. Are you really my son Esau? he asked. I am, he replied. Then he said, My son, bring me some of your game to eat, so that I may give you my blessing. Jacob brought it to him, and he ate, and he brought some wine, and he drank. Then his father Isaac said to him, Come here, my son, and kiss me. So he went to him and kissed him. When Isaac caught the smell of his clothes, he blessed him and said, Ah, the smell of my son is like the smell of a field that the Lord has blessed. May God give you of heaven's dew and of earth's richness an abundance of grain and new wine. May nations serve you and peoples bow down to you. Be Lord over your brothers and may the sons of your mother bow down to you. May those who curse you be cursed, and those who bless you be blessed. After Isaac finished blessing him, and Jacob had scarcely left his father's presence, his brother Esau came in from hunting. He too prepared some tasty food and brought it to his father. Then he said to him, My father, sit up and eat some of my game so that you may give me your blessing. His father Isaac asked him, Who are you? I'm your son, he answered, your firstborn Esau. Isaac trembled violently and said, Who was it then that hunted game and brought it to me? I ate it just before you came, and I blessed him, and indeed he will be blessed. When Esau heard his father's words, he burst out with a loud and bitter cry and said to his father, Bless me, me too, my father. But he said, Your brother came deceitfully and took your blessing. Esau said, isn't he rightly named Jacob? He has deceived me these two times. He took my birthright, and now he's taken my blessing. Then he asked, Haven't you reserved any blessing for me? Isaac answered Esau, I have made him lord over you, and have made all his relatives his servants, and I have sustained him with grain and new wine. So what can I possibly do for you, my son? Esau said to his father, do you have only one blessing, my father? Bless me too, my father. Then Esau wept aloud. His father Isaac answered him, Your dwelling will be away from the earth's richness, away from the dew of heaven above. You will live by the sword, and you will serve your brother. 
but when you grow restless, you will throw his yoke from off your neck. Esau held a grudge against Jacob because of the blessing his father had given him. He said to himself, the days of mourning for my father are near. Then I will kill my brother Jacob. Into some insight. As a result of Esau's threat, Jacob follows his mother's suggestion as well as patriarchal mandate and leaves for Haran, the region from which Rebekah herself had come. Isaac seems to have reconciled himself to the fact that it is Jacob through whom God's promises to Abraham will be fulfilled, so he sends Jacob away with his blessing. To this, Esau reacts with typical rebellion. As he begins his journey, Jacob has a dream in which God reaffirms that it will indeed be Jacob through whom descendants the promises given to Abraham will be fulfilled. At the place where his dream occurs, Jacob makes a vow, which at first appears to be a bargain with God, but which is actually a customary manner of expressing thanksgiving. The account begins when news of Esau's threat reaches Rebekah. And back to scripture. When Rebekah was told what her older son Esau had said, she sent for her younger son Jacob and said to him, Your brother Esau is consoling himself with the thought of killing you. Now then, my son, do what I say. Flee at once to my brother Laban in Haran. Stay with him for a while until your brother's fury subsides. When your brother is no longer angry with you and forgets what you did to him, I'll send word for you to come back from there. Why should I lose both of you in one day? Then Rebekah said to Isaac, I'm disgusted with living because of these Hittite women. If Jacob takes a wife from among the women of this land, from Hittite women, life like these, my life will not be worth living. So Isaac called for Jacob and blessed him and commanded him, do not marry a Canaanite woman. Go at once to Padan Aram, to the house of your mother's father, Bethuel. Take a wife for yourself there, from among the daughters of Laban, your mother's brother. May God Almighty bless you and make you fruitful and increase your numbers until you become a community of peoples. May he give you and your descendants the blessing given to Abraham so that you may take possession of the land where you now live as an alien, the land God gave to Abraham. Then Isaac sent Jacob on his way, and he went to Padan Aram, to Laban, son of Bethuel the Aramean, the brother of Rebekah, who was the mother of Jacob and Esau. Now Esau learned that Isaac had blessed Jacob and had sent him to Padan Aram to take a wife from there, and that when he blessed him, he commanded him, do not marry a Canaanite woman. And that Jacob had obeyed his father and mother and had gone to Padanaram. Esau then realized how displeasing the Canaanite women were to his father Isaac. So he went to Ishmael and married Mahalath, the sister of Nebaioth and daughter of Ishmael, son of Abraham, in addition to the wives he already had. Jacob left Beersheba and set out for Haran. When he reached a certain place, he stopped for the night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones there, he put it under his head 
and lay down to sleep. He had a dream in which he saw a stairway resting on the earth with its top reaching to heaven, and the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. There above it stood the Lord, and he said, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham and the God of Isaac. I will give you and your descendants the land on which you are lying. Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth, and you will spread out to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. All peoples on earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. I am with you and will watch over you wherever you go, and I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. When Jacob awoke from his sleep, he thought, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I'm not aware of it. I was not aware of it. He was afraid and said, How awesome is this place! This, there is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. Early the next morning, Jacob took the stone he had placed under his head and set it up as a pillar and poured oil on top of it. He called that place Bethel though the city used to be called Luz. Then Jacob made a vow, saying, If God will be with me and will watch over me on this journey I am taking, and will give me food to eat and clothes to wear, so that I return safely to my father's house, then the Lord will be my God, and this stone that I have set up as a pillar will be God's house. And of all that you give me, I will give you a tenth. And that is day 12. And it's pretty self-explanatory, pretty clear-cut throughout of what is actually happening. Um, it's very disturbing, though, how deceptive Rebecca and Jacob are with Isaac, just completely lying over and over again, pretending to be Esau and stealing the blessing that Isaac wanted to give Esau, Jacob and mostly Rebecca just couldn't be set, be settled with the birthright alone. She had to get him to go after the blessing as well. Disturbing, I must admit. That <laughs> um, it continues on. And um, I thought it's interesting how Esau can't blame him too much, can't say too much, because Jacob was really awful with him, and his blessing um, wasn't much of a blessing to um, dwell away from earth's richness, away from the dew of heaven. He will live by the sword. He will serve his brother. And that doesn't sound too such a wonderful blessing to me. So you can understand why Esau would be upset, very upset, but to the point of murdering his brother, no. Um, so Jacob agrees to leave. And I'm wondering if Jacob would have been so willing to go without the threat of Esau's killing him. Um, so everything is working together for eventual good. That's God's way. It doesn't seem good when your brother's you know, out to kill you, so you have to run for your life, but it's all going to work out. God has it all planned. It's going to go according to his plan. Um, 
So we can rest with that assurance. Point to ponder. Bye-bye.